Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. Each week, we'll be talking with real people with real stories about things they have not said or done or have said or done in their workplace that required bravery. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Everts, and I'm the founder and president of Excellius Leadership Development. Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. I hope you have listened to our past podcast conversations. And if you'd like to hear past episodes, go to BeBraveAtWork.com, subscribe to our podcast, and learn some valuable lessons about bravery at work. My new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Success, is now available at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and at any online book retailer you prefer. Check it out today. Our podcast today is sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies. Based in Woburn, Massachusetts, Cabot Risk Strategies has created innovative and customized insurance strategies for individuals and families, businesses, nonprofits, commercial real estate, and public entities. Cabot's client base continues to expand, both within the region and within the markets they serve. And if you're looking for customized insurance services and solutions, contact Cabot at 800-222-5963 or visit them at cabotrisk.com. I'm really excited to introduce our guest today. Jason Freeman is an energetic and empowering speaker with a speech impediment. He is the founder of Heroic Yes Productions and the author of Awkwardly Awesome, Embracing My Imperfect Best. Welcome, Jason. Hey, hi, Ed. Th- thanks so much for having me. Thank you for finding time to be on our podcast. Uh, it would be great, you know, I did a very brief introduction of you, but it would be great for you to share a little bit more about yourself with our listeners. Can you tell us a little bit more about Jason Freeman? So, yeah, sure. So we are going through a time of, of big challenges right now. And and I, I started getting prepared for challenges very early on. When I was born, I I lost some oxygen. For a minute there, it was in doubt whether I would survive or not. And as a result, I um, have what's called cerebral palsy, which affects my voice, and, and I have some coordination differences. For for much of my life, I chose to approach my challenge by either denying it or fighting it, and and that was really exhausting and and really unproductive because the, the challenge just did not go away. Luckily, ten years ago, I started taking different actions. Actually, I took the micro step of go, going to a, a yoga class, radical for someone with cerebral palsy, but that led to a lot lo, lo more in the ability to relax and change my life. Since then, I've become a professional speaker. I've spoken to about 100 audiences. I've done a TEDx talk. I'm also a perseverance coach. Wow, fantastic. Well, you know, I would tell you, Jason, that I would imagine, and I don't mean to speak for all of our listeners, but most of our listeners would imagine that the last thing somebody with cerebral palsy would do is become a public speaker. So, you know, I've got to believe that that took 
a tremendous amount of courage. Can you tell us a little bit more about, you know, why you've engaged on that career and, uh, you know, what what it's doing for you? Ten years ago, I, I noticed that, that I was just hating he, he, the sound of, of my voice so much and feeling so awkward with it. And I I thought, what would be a better way to to get get beyond beyond the hate, beyond that the fear than to become a public speaker. And then and then it is it, it inspires other people when we use a challenge in a positive way. So it was like a win win situation. Yeah, well, you know, kudos to you for thinking about it that way and a word you used earlier which is a word that we hear a lot about when we think about being brave at work is action and it's actually taking steps whether they're baby steps or huge steps and oftentimes people think they have to be huge steps but they really could just be baby steps to get you along the way and it sounds as though you made a decision 10 years or so ago to take action right to do something about what you were experiencing or wanted to experience you know, starting with yoga and, you know, continuing on your journey to do uh, public speaking? The, the first baby step was even more baby than that. The first day I went to the YMCA and I signed up for a $35 membership. I didn't even do yoga that day. It was just such a small step, but it set me on the path I'm on now. Well, it's funny because we call them baby steps. It's almost like people talking about uh, leadership skills as soft skills, but our ongoing recognition that leadership skills are hard skills, and that's why it's hard to do, and they're not soft skills. But, you know, baby steps, I think, are often misnamed because there's no size to it, right? It's, it's a step you can take regardless of the size of it to make progress. And we call it a baby step because we want people to feel as though it's little, and isn't monumental in respect to the step you need to take. But, you know, even going to the Y or even signing up for yoga could be a big step for some people and not necessarily a baby step. That's brilliant. I've never thought of it that way. But the, the, like you say, there's no size to these steps. They they all, all accumulate to get us where we'll, we, we intend to go. Right. I think that's another great word, right? These are an accumulation of steps that we take to ensure that we continue on our journey. So, well, thank you so much, Jason, for sharing a little bit of your background. I'm sure our listeners would love to know, when you think about bravery in the workplace, you know, what words or phrases come to mind that you think of? One, one which is probably obvious, considering my story, is embracing the the challenge, one phrase, embracing the challenge, but also do, doing an imperfect best. Be, because when we're brave, we, we often, uh, in fact, most often don't get to be perfect I at think, the same time. No, I think... I think that's one of the challenges with bravery because people think it has to be perfect 
and I have to say exactly what I need to say, and I have to do exactly what I need to do. And oftentimes it's not perfect, right? But it's a step that you took in order to make progress. So I love that model for folks, right? That you're thinking a little bit more about the the fact that it it's an imperfect step, right? That as long as you're making and doing your imperfect best, right, which is part of the title of your book, you're probably making greater progress than somebody who's not doing anything at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And also uh, awkwardly awesome because being being brave is sometimes very, very awkward, like miserably awkward at times. Well, it can be because we don't have to do it that often. You know, I, I, I joke with people that there's no college course telling you how to be brave. Mm. And there should be because mm-hmm. it is such an influential part of our lives. And we talk mostly about it in the workplace. But of course, there's bravery personally as well. But, uh, you know, I think one of the takeaways that people can utilize from our conversation today is that bravery is imperfect. Bravery is awkward. And as yet, as long as you make progress in the relationship or the conversation that you're looking to have with somebody, whether it's imperfect or awkward, it's good. And you're making good progress. Is that uh, a safe conclusion we can come to? Mm, yeah, yeah, very safe conclusion. I, I love that conclusion. Great, great. Any other words or phrases that you think of, Jason, when you think of bravery in the workplace? Um, of course, I, I think of perseverance to it. Um, I mean, sometimes it's it's almost fun being being brave during the glamorous moments, but those glamorous moments can, can be few few and far between. Yeah, it's uh, you know to the point earlier about being imperfect and awkward. It can't also be glamorous at the same time, right? So it's not like a Hollywood movie that they practice, you know, fifty times to do it and it looks beautifully. Oftentimes, you need to persevere on what it is that you need to say or do, even if it means that it's a little bit imperfect or a little bit awkward. So I think perseverance, imperfection, awkwardness, right, are all great ways to define bravery in the workplace. How about you, Jason? Do you have a story that you'd love to share with our listeners about the impact or influence bravery has had on you professionally? Um, I, I do, definitely. About five years into my my speaking career, I something glamorous came along. I had this opportunity to speak at at the theater in LA that were going was going to be like up to a thousand five hundred people there. It's this old nineteen twenties theater just. Just a beautiful building, but as I I practiced leading up to the this event, I I began feeling more and more unworthy of this opportunity because the most people I have spoken to is probably three hundred people before that, and and I'm like, who am I to to do this? But still, I got to the event, and on the day of, I I was taking 
deep breathing. And the first example of bravery here is bravery in the the moment of performance. I when the MC called my name, I I went out on my stage, uh, on the stage, gave my best, and at at the end of the my fifteen minutes, I had the audience standing up, pointing the at the huts, pointing at the huts, chanting, "I am the best! I am the best! I am the best!" Wow, that is great. And it's amazing how sometimes 15 minutes can feel like five hours, right? It's like, or it feels like two minutes, right? It goes by either very quickly or it goes by uh, an extended period. Is that something that you had them chant, I am the best, or is that something that they did naturally? Some, that's something I had them chant. But, but the heart of the story is when, when I walked off off stage, I had huge expectations of what would happen. I I thought mean planners would rush me and and give me en- engagements, just this constant string of engagements that would go the next five years, and and that my career would be set. That this would be my my big break. But I, I walked off that stage and, and realized that it was a very quiet time again, kind of like it is now. Um, during all the challenges going on, it's a more quiet time when people have been used to these these big results and and. In the chanting and the applause, it's just a more quiet time now. And into in the real bravery, or um, another kind of bravery comes in during these quiet times. Waking up each morning, taking the daily steps we can take, even though the world doesn't look like we we thought it would look. Still still sticking with it with it just because this COVID now doesn't invalidate our visions, doesn't invalidate invalidate that was hard for me. Our, our purpose. In fact, our visions, our purpose, our dreams are more important now than ever because because we all collectively Need, need, need good things to look forward to and good things to step into so we can be brave and take consistent actions and shine, shine the light on what is possible instead of retreating, retreating into ourselves and thinking, oh, well, I'm, maybe I'll do something great when the conditions improve. No, now is the time to stick with it. Well, I can th- see why you have become a public speaker. So your words are compelling, Jason, in respect to stepping into the now and really driving the direction that you want to go through, even if there is a lockdown happening, right? You could easily shut down and 
not become involved, but it sounds as though you want to continue to persevere and continue to make great progress. So, you know, I really, really appreciate you sharing that story. Thanks, Ed. And I would also say that you are just like everyone else. We all expect meeting planners to call us after we have a great speech or write a great <laughs> article. We expect the world to come banging on our doors uh, to embrace us and uh, you know make us billionaires. And yet we find that oftentimes, and for most of us, and I would probably say the vast majority of us, that doesn't happen, right? It's only over time, and maybe it is each of these things or baby steps, that you get to that point where suddenly that type of success kicks in, but it rarely happens, I think, just because you did a fantastic job uh, speaking. <laughs> yeah, I definitely discovered that. So Jason, uh, you know, as we close out today, I'm just curious, what are some ways that people can get in touch with you if they'd like to hear a little bit more of your story, if they'd love to talk to you about speaking at an upcoming event? How can they reach Jason Freeman? The the easiest way, and I know most people say this, but it's actually the easiest way, is through my website, with, which is jasonwfreeman.com. It has my middle initial in it, jasonwfreeman.com. Did you get that, Ed? Yes, and uh, in that there's a contact me selection or a way for people to contact you. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Terrific. Well, listen, Jason, thank you so much for sharing your story. And thank you for so much for sharing your journey and the perseverance and imperfection and awkwardness that a lot of your experiences have demonstrated. We deeply appreciate it today. Um, you're welcome, Ed. And thanks so much for having me on Be Brave at Work. Our pleasure. Thanks again. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us this week, and we hope you join us next week as we further explore being brave at work. We also remind you to subscribe to our podcast at BeBraveAtWork.com and or download and listen to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Apple, Overcast, CastBox. We are everywhere. If you have something to say yet are not saying it, if you have something to do yet are not doing it, now is the time to be brave at work. Have a great week.